What's good, everybody, and welcome back to Subs Lie, Dubs Lie, a comprehensive anime podcast. It is your boy Jay, aka Versace Vegeta, aka Dion Brando, and I'm here with my dog, none other than the illustrious D. What's happening, partner? What's going on, brother Jay? What's going on, people? I can't say that we are always here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Life, life happened. It so does. I apologize for the little oh hiatus that we took, but we are officially back. Man, we're so, so, so glad to be back. So, so happy to be back. I'm so happy. Bro, I'm happy to know that you're doing well, you know, and, and really you have nothing to apologize for. Uh, if y'all been following me for a while, it's been a really busy season just on all of Subs Lie, Dubs Lies, and um, whether it be us trying to recover with our health or I listen anime week in Atlanta um one week off ranger stop Orlando anime NYC okay like it's been there's been a lot of coming and going and coming and going so um it, D you can't be alone in that one I won't let you be alone in that one uh life happens uh between traveling there just was no way we could have been able to I would rather us not rush an episode out, right? Exactly. Like, I, like we could have, we could have done that. We could have did that. I would have hate myself. Me, I, I was speak for myself. I, I don't want to rush out nothing that's supposed to be quality. You know what I'm saying? And had we recorded last week, oh boy, you would have heard me dying on the microphone. <laughs> you would have heard me coughing to like no avail. You would have heard Jay halfway busy, halfway in. Like, it wouldn't have been good. Like, we could have tried our best, but, like, we're back, and that's really good. You, you know what I'm saying? That time to go re- re-listen to some good some good episodes of the season. So, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I that's right. Weighing. We gave y'all a little, uh, you know what I'm saying, mid-season break. I, I will say, you know, yeah, like you touched on D. If we had recorded last week it would have sounded like the the vaulted episode that y'all will never ever hear the first attempt at the goku part one episode <laughs> oh yo <laughs> <laughs> i still have audio of that and that will never be released, released. It. It, it will never, never be released that ever ever that, that will never come out like Ooh. i'm so sorry maybe one Ooh. day one, if somebody one, brings it one up, day we might bring out some snippets of that if if somebody brings if it becomes an ongoing gag we may we may we get like five minutes of that and buy and slices it's spice, no yeah, no in way. reels or something bro because like there's no way y'all will never ever hear the that's entire not- First exactly. attempt at the Goku episode of part one. That was uh we learned a great lesson that day. Uh and it let's never try if we really can't. Yeah. Uh, we had we had to reinvent the wheel with that one. And thankfully, as y'all heard, everything came out well. But uh, yeah. that black boy they, Goku knows to when to, to bow out and yeah. We learned, we learned that. that. We learned that on his <laughs> We learned that, that one on that one. Man, oh man. Oh boy. So thankfully y'all will never ever have to deal with that with any other episode ever again. And we would just rather say, Hey, we know our limitations than try. Um, with that all said, it's been 
an amazing past couple of weeks. D, I know you've been dealing with, you know, a little bit of illness, bro. Outside of that, though, when life has been able to be enjoyable, (laughs) how has it been for you? It was, for the most part, when I was not in pain, I was having a good time, you know what I'm saying? So, like, for the most part, I couldn't do much. I, I refused to do much. So, essentially, what I was doing was... Reading some manga, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hell yeah. out, read some shit. So I did a rereading of Berserk, and I'm Ooh. talking. About I finished Volume One all the way to Volume Forty. I officially think that's where it starts. Forty, forty-one. Yeah. Okay. There. Yeah, forty-one. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but like, yo, Berserk is really the greatest manga ever, <laughs> and it's not even freaking close mm, i'm sorry mm. like it's a big number one co-signed like, the gap is so, like the gap from one to two is so bad it's, it's real vast even, it's not even funny like bro you're like he dusted a lot and i'm talking about some of my favorites he's smoking them bro and Gus really might just be the greatest <laughs> like bro he really might be and i am not someone who's Who's like I? I'm not a fan of hype, hyperbole. Like I'm really not. But like guts is really the turnaround from volume one up to like that's that's that guy, bro. That's really that guy. He might be one of the greatest characters ever written. I don't think he. Yeah, I I don't think a lot of people know what was cooked. Like I like you know when something's gonna be great, but this is like that series was really great. It is still going. Like, no matter, I don't care if it's coming out in like bits and pieces every year. I'll I'm, take the burst. I'll take the burst for what it's worth. All the stuff that's there. Oh, it's not enough. It's nothing really coming close. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, like, you know when somebody occupies a number one spot and it's not like nobody's ever going to touch it. Like, that's one of the series. So I was just really glad to just reread it. Like that, I was reading back in the day, and and splurts like that. Like I would take my time and find, you know, once a month or twice a month, just trying to just binge a volume or so, and it felt like I was a kid again. And boy, it, it brought a good. I it made it reminded me that yo, this this animation could really be fun as hell. Like as much as critical, no matter how I'm critical of this shit, like. For the most part, when the things are really good, oh man, <sighs> can never take away reading from a good series, and that's one of them. So, shout out to Berserk, the goat manga series. I don't give a shit. Rest in peace, Guitar Miura. I can't. One that. of the greatest manga ever of all time. Heat pads, bro. Like that shit felt like a, a, a damn near <clears throat> blast to the gut. For me. Gutted. Yeah. That shit had me messed up, bro. I completely agree with you, man. It's, and that's why that story stands the test of time, man. Because he not only just his storytelling, the art, the art. the way you feel captured in reading that manga, like oh, I'm like, like, fam, I'm feeling like I and I. That's one of the manga. Like I really love all like the whole cast. I love them motherfuckers, man. From the villains to the good guys, I love them. Yeah. I, too good. Good. Everything else going well besides uh the, yeah, the dive I mean, in the I mean, manga. Like 
really spending some time with family. Like a lot of folks came to visit me. See nice. how well I was doing. Ain't nobody yeah. want me to die. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's a little. Everybody's worried. Like I like when I dropped the news that I you know this so many people yelled at me. I never felt like a kid in my life till that day. Like what do you mean? Well, you were sick all this time and you didn't tell anyone. I wasn't feeling good. I thought I had a cold. Like, I really did thought I had a cold. Bronchitis will beat your ass. It'll it'll make you think it's one thing and then it'll switch up on you and you're like, oh, God, the cold does not do this to my The body. funniest thing ever, bro, I went to urgent care and I the lady never told me I had bronchitis. Like, she's like, oh, like, we're going to get you something here and here and there. Like, and I never got a summary from it. And then two weeks after, I'm like, oh, why don't you check the summary online? And I was like, I, I thought y'all gotta give me a paper. So that whole two, those whole two weeks while recording, and I, like, I really had, like, I had, bro, I really had bronchitis, and I wow, thought it was just man. a cold. I really didn't know. But oh, well, it is what it is. I'm, I'm alive. I don't feel like I'm dying. So that's a plus for me. That 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 sums up a really eventful week slash weekend. I'm here. That's all that matters to me. Brother Glad Jay, to still have you with me, brother. I appreciate, but, but brother Jay, I got to hear about this adventure because I know you had an adventure, and I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of good stories. I'm down to hear this one, bro, bro. Let me tell you, man. Like this is a two parter because, like you said, we we've, we've been gone for two weeks. So let's rewind. A week ago, I was in Orlando for Ranger Stop Orlando. Shouts out to the Al Combo. I was out there working with my boy, selling merch. Yes, sir. The best flyest toku merch in the fucking game, by the Absolutely. way. So, you know what I'm saying? We're out there doing our thing, man. We got to link up with some, some folks that was helping us at the table. My boy, Max. You know what I'm saying? He hosts the Toku House Party. Uh, it's a it's a YouTube podcast for Tokusatsu and the fan community there, as well as our boy Planet. He runs Morphin Grid, which is a show out in Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they do like a lot of DJ sets. They got video games going there. You know what I'm saying? It's a real good time. They'll have anime on the screen, Tokusatsu on the screen. You know what I'm saying? Really good vibe, man. So shouts out to those guys. Got to link out with our, our buddy Vaughn. You know what I'm saying? He he's a big part of the Tokusatsu community as well. So all of us, we were really linked up all weekend, kind of just you know creating a vibe amongst ourselves, bro. And I, when I tell you, we really kind of set the tone for re- how a lot of the stuff was going on throughout the convention as well. Because when you're at Ranger Stop, it's a very intimate sort of convention in the sense that you get a lot of close time with the talents that are there as guests. So for folks like us who are working, like, you know, vending at the convention, we had a lot of opportunities to to meet with uh, a good amount of the Power Rangers actors and stuff. Um, That's so rad. (laughs) Yeah, bro, bro. And as a... You know, I'm I'm a person. I've been going to uh, a lot of different conventions since 2009. Big right? Dog shit. <laughs> Big dog, bro. Listen, O G, O G. Okay, all right. I've been doing a, a lot of con going. I used to 
something y'all might not even know about me. I was an events coordinator for convention back in Texas uh, mm. throughout the early 2010s, man. So like it, this is I, I know how to move it. I know how this stuff goes, man. But in my 30s now, I'm having an entirely different experience at cons beyond anything I ever had. Um, working uh, as a vendor with the Al Combo and working press um, for our show here, you know, I get to have a lot more sort of interactions that are just really genuine with folks that are really connected in these communities. Ranger Stop was no different. You know, shouts out to Hector David Jr., the actor for the Green Ranger from Power Rangers Samurai, um, Adam Tuominen, the actor for the Crimson Thunder Ranger in Power Rangers Ninja Storm, and uh, Jorge uh, Vargas Jr., uh, the actor for the Navy Thunder Ranger in Power Rangers Ninja Storm. Those guys specifically, man, we were really like hanging with these guys so at the con. Like, like not on some like, oh hey, like you know, we just want to say hi to. Like, no, they they were in the mix with us, bro. Oh, sorry. Yeah, y'all, they, yeah. We was having drinks. You know what I'm saying? We was, you know what I'm saying? We was getting lit. Oh, you see, know what I mean? Like, that's how it should be, though. For real, for real. Like we 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 here together. Like yeah, let's come vibe out. I already know it was a grand time. Listen, man, it was fantastic. You know, like when I tell you. The superior sentai, that's our collective, man. You know what I'm saying? When when you see us at the Toku conventions, that's that's us, man. Superior sentai, we came together. We formed up like the Megazord, bro. And it was was an amazing experience, not only for us as a collective, but for other people in the Toku community, you know, just really spreading that, that fun. My boy Planet was playing live DJ sets. Out at, outside uh, at the in the courtyard at the hotel, it was a great vibe, man. Really looking forward to more conventions in the Tokusatsu Power Rangers realm of things. But that led to the energy that I was able to roll into this past weekend with when I went to New York for Anime NYC. First off, shout out to Meals. He was able to get us press badges for the lookout for us to be able to do press at the, the con. So, you know, when he let me know that we would have this opportunity, you know, I immediately booked that flight, bro. Shout you know what I immediately for that one. Look, you, there was no way I was going to miss it. And I'm so <laughs> glad. <laughs> like, perfectly. So glad I came, man. Like, when I tell you, <clears throat> New York don't owe me shit, okay? <laughs> like... From literally the moment I got to my room in the city, man, like at the hotel, there was folks showing me love, just having the Giorno hoodie. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to the folks that work at the Elise Hotel down in Times Square, man. They were they were definitely some diehard anime fans in there. You know, just getting the, the chat with them about not only, you know, just like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and other manga and stuff gotten getting to introduce them to the show letting them know what we've got going on here and just like you know seeing what their vibe is on the anime culture in general man so really had a great time just doing that the moment i got there 
had to explore Times Square. So, you know, I definitely did a lot of that throughout that entire weekend, man. Like just the genuine sorts of interactions that I had with people out in New York. Completely loved it. But when it came to the the con itself, man, uh, you know, um, if you listen to this week's uh, episode of The Lookout, you'll know that there, there was a little bit of snags when it come came to us being able to do press a lot of things happened in the last minute so mm. all in all meals and i were able to do go as con goers basically with press badges uh. um <laughs> like i said definitely <laughs> make sure y'all listen to this week's episode of the lookout uh you can hear a little bit more of the, the limitations that we had to work around um but nevertheless I made sure that, you know, I was going to get plenty of stuff for us to work with when it came to, you know, meeting cosplayers, interacting with people at the convention, getting to know just different uh, people in the anime community. And really what I love about my time there is that we have such a great community especially even in the, the black anime community, but just the anime community in general, right? Where you have all these sorts of events that'll happen in and around the convention, right? So I was able to go to uh, the Shonen Pump uh, Caribbean Anime Party for Anime NYC. When I tell you that, huh, Bro, <laughs> I'm already knowing. <laughs> that was the most lit shit I've ever come across. Like in terms of like it, it was a Caribbean dance hall just full of anime fans, and like it's just crazy to think about, like, bro. <laughs> Especially when you consider the fact NYC, you know. There's a lot of Caribbean people just in the area, right? So, you know, it's a very genuine expression of the culture, bro. Like, it's it, it's dead on exactly what you would think of when you think of that sort of, you know, energy and that sort of environment, right? But then, like, there's periods of time when it switches up with the music, right? You go from, like, you know, your Jamaican music, your Haitian music, you know, to, like, now they're playing anime OPs and people are getting lit, bro. That's insane. We're singing Smile Bomb at the top of our lungs. That's you know what I'm saying? crazy to me. Singing but Ready, that's Steady, a, Go. That's a, that's a bar, though. That's a bar. Like, that's a bar. Oh, that's a, like, they know what they're doing because I, that, you could definitely play that shit. And, and you know what I'm saying? I would throw that on. I would throw that on there. You know what I'm saying? Switch is just a th- Southern rap. You know what I'm saying? Switch it to some, you know what I'm saying? Some, some some modern turn up tunes. You know what I'm saying? It was just it was a great fucking time all throughout, bro. Then you know what I'm saying. You've got stuff like the the land party plus ultra entertainment party. You got Eden Con, man. Like all these different sorts of experiences, which are all similar in the sense that it's all a bunch of us getting together, drinking, having a good time, vibing to great music. But they all have their own flavor and appeal to them. To where I can't say no. You got to do this one over this one over this one or over yeah, this one. Like, you can't rank them. Make sure you come to all. <laughs> I saw people across all of them. I remember I went to two parties in one night. I saw niggas that I seen earlier that night at the party that I was just at. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you're supposed to. Like, you're supposed to get some flavors. Like, I'm not... Like, the, the, the night is young. That's yes. what people would say. Yes. And that's what I'm telling you. Like, I... I know the anime convention experience that I had like 10 years ago when it was like, hey, we're all going to chill at the con. Maybe we'll have some hotel parties. Maybe we'll all meet together back at the rave down in the con later tonight, right? It's not that no more, bro. Uh, it's, it's not it's that no global. more. <laughs> it's global. It's a sensation now. It's not It's not a niche thing anymore at this point. Which I'm you know glad. what I'm saying? I'm like, so glad for that. It, so it's, glad. You're planning, hey, which after parties am I trying to hit? Which ones, you know what I'm saying, am I hitting with the homies? Who's going to be where? Where am I trying to, you know what I'm saying, turn up at, bro? And honestly, while that might sound like, it's like, yo, that's a lot. And it kind of is exhausting in the sense of doing it all and waking up the next morning and doing it all again. It is an amazing fucking time, bro. And I, if me with my 35-year-old ass was out there doing that and, and really being like, yo, no, I, I could keep doing this. Like, <laughs> just imagine what it might be for some of our listeners that, you, yeah. you know, are younger and, you, you know what I'm saying, want to be in this sort of environment. Be out here because it's fun. It's the we was really outside. Right now. We was really outside, man. So, you know what I'm saying? From from my experience with the, the convention, with the cosplayers and everything, like the, the people part of it, fantastic, would not trade it for the world. You know what I'm saying? So just, you know, shouts out to, you know, folks like, you know, Eden, who's hosting Eden Con. Shouts out to the the, the folks like, you know, um, uh, the folks who run the Shonen Pump parties. You know what I'm saying? Uh my, my boy Gucci like Lucci out there, you know what I'm saying? Running a lot of, of different events and getting a lot of fan uh, events going, you know what I'm saying? Uh, hell. Uh, shit. And listen, if we met this weekend and I forget to, to mention y'all, please just know that this right here, my my statement of saying much love to you if we met and I may, I may be bad with all of the names, but... If you came across Versace Vegeta this weekend and you had a great time with me, I had a great time with you. It's the best way you could sum it up, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, listen, really, really excited from this past weekend uh, and the weekend before. I really want to get Subs Lie, Dubs Lie in the mix with these sorts of events too, man, because... Like there, there is a space for all of us to be able to come together and have a great time. And look, man, there ain't no telling what the future holds. So yeah, but. stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. But let's get down to it because this week we continuing this journey into villainy, man. This descent into darkness, into the depths as we go through the, some of the greatest anime villains of all time. None but some terrible niggas to cover. <laughs> some <laughs> diabolical some, motherfuckers some, for real. Some slimy, scheming, conniving folks, and we love it. I don't care what anybody says. And oh, what a wicked web this one weaves, my boy. <sighs> Talk <Because> about it. <laughs> we got a villain that lasted so long, that knew not to put himself in harm's way so much to the point to where, listen, if you were watching Adult Swim in the late 2000s, uh, in the mid to late 2000s, 
you were well versed in our man not getting caught up ever to, uh, <laughs> to the point of almost annoyance. The, the king of not getting caught up. <laughs> also, real defensive ass nigga. Like if if y'all ever play Pokemon online, like this nigga's the king of stalling. I ain't even gonna hold you. Hell yeah, coming across. This villain is like dealing with a Ralts in Pokemon. You know what I'm saying? This nigga is per- toxic First. protect with <laughs> leftovers on the side. It teleport. <laughs> exactly. So this week, we have none other than Inuyasha's own Naraku. The one who spans all of the events through that entire series. You could easily say, without Naraku... There's no point for the show. The show never happens. It's just one girl that fell into something. Like she no. doesn't even fall. No, she doesn't even. It never happens. It never. It yeah, never exactly. happens. You, you're right. It, this this thought. Nope, it don't happen. It really. It doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> like literally. It really, it really don't. I had to catch myself. I really had to catch. The myself. The show would be about a girl in in high school. Yeah, it would be a typical. <laughs> it would be a typical shoujo series. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> like, what would we be calling it? The Kagome. Kagome. <laughs> Born ass girl. Born ass tomboyish ass girl. Like yeah. a coming of life story where the girl has no challenges but school and her ops at school. Yeah, that's it. Weird ass family who might not even the result of it might not even be the same anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her family wouldn't even be half as weird. Exactly. So, you know, that just goes to show you we're dealing with a really, really intrinsic Machiavellian, just like I mentioned earlier, web weaving villain in Naraku. So stay tuned after the break as we dig into Inuyasha's own Naraku himself. I could finish a woman like that off any time I want to. But maybe the reason I can't is because the heart of Onigumo still beats within me. And he coveted Kikyo's love above all things in this world. Onigumo's heart. <laughs> Such a shallow, evil criminal man. He was unable to move and yet yearned for Kikyo to such a degree that he offered his body up to a host of demons to be reborn as myself. It's that fool of a mortal's heart which aches for Kikyo, and it has begun to affect me. <laughs> Nonsense. You greatly underestimate me, Kikyo, for I, Naraku, am nothing like Onigumo. Now that the sacred jewel is nearly restored to its glory, I find Onigumo's heart useless and rather unnecessary. D, we got one on our hands this week, bro. This character, I don't even know where to begin. I, I'm, oh, as a matter of fact, I want to ask you the question, right? Mm. Um, How long did you think it was going to take for them to beat Naraku? Like, when you first started watching Inuyasha, like, did you think... It would take them as long as it took them. At first, bro, the way how the series, I thought it, like, I thought you could have got packed up, like, compared to the other series that were, 
being showcased at the time when Yasha was popping. I thought it would be no longer than like a 50 or so episodes. Real talk. <laughs> I had to laugh at that because like when you realized it, you're like, oh, no, nah, this nigga, like this shit not ending. <laughs> like, I'm really surprised even Yasha even ended. That's to be very honest with you. I'm being so serious with y'all right now. I'm surprised this series even ended because if it was me, I'd enjoy. If I was, if I was in a point of just trying to profit off of a series that I know is popular, I'd have dragged this shit like no other. I'd have made this shit a thousand chapters. <laughs> to be Real life is they could have, they easily could have. They could have. Rumiko Takahashi had one on her hands she with Inuyasha as a series. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah, she's listen, she was the, already out there doing She's that. one of the greatest of all time. Let me be clear. A woman, yes, is one of the greatest monsters of, of all time. Could not care less. Like, so it's so funny to see, like, just misogyny and, and just sexist remarks in anime. Yes. <laughs> like when I crazy. said, some of the two most, like, two of the most popular, it's like, like, are actually women. Sailor <laughs> holds this shit, holds this 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 genre or this 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 medium like like with two with a glue and some paper together like without like come on now and she like Rumiko is right up there. Rumiko and it's Takahashi. funny to me how she made such a crazy stage from her track record. Like if you look at before and like you like I I mean yeah you got Rama. And, had but like it like no I, I didn't know that was I was familiar with her game but I didn't know she could make a fantasy series like this yes this I agree really like I didn't expect it she created the greatest isekai of all time she most def well well yeah I mean like she got competition I ain't gonna lie <laughs> she got competition I'm not gonna front but it's up there it's up there I, I it's my favorite. I'll at least say that it's my favorite isekai. Um, but yes, a, a legend in the game, no less. And when it came to writing this story, what I really loved is that this is a character that is central to the entire plot, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah, without him, he ain't like again. Nothing pops off. You know, this is it starts off as a man named Onigumo who was just a hater. Like I was just he was was a bum. Like let's get it be honest. He's a bum. He's a regular damn bandit, man. Like he was fun up. He was stink meaner, bro. He was Japanese stink meaner. Just a hater, bro. Just a hater, and and this one girl changed his entire life. This is crazy. Because this, you know, he's a bandit who's out there just trying to, to steal for his life. And he winds up tricking his bandit leader into approaching a priestess by the name of Kikyo to attain the jewel of the four souls, the Shikon jewel. But Oniguno didn't know that there was a half demon watching over the priestess that would protect her. So whenever he sends his bandit leader to go attack him, Inuyasha come through 
swinging. Yeah, he, man, he should have better. <laughs> should have better. So he gets his bandit leader caught up. Onigumo's thinking, look, man, you know what I'm saying? Now we got the, the leader out the way. It's, it's my turn, you know what I'm saying? And sadly, his leader didn't really fuck with that. And he blew up an inn that he was staying in, completely charring Onigumo's body. Cooked him. <laughs> Literally cooked him. That boy literally, like, legitimately cooked his ass. The woman that he was trying to rob winds up being the woman that saves him and is slowly nursing him back to health. Oh, buddy. And throughout that time, my man Onigumo's catching feelings. He's getting real thirsty. He ain't been able to move. He he can't do nothing. He knows he ain't going to ever be able to do shit for the rest of his life in this decrepit-ass body. So he's over there just fiending for Sukikyo. I don't blame him. I mean, I get it. I get it. my first anime, like my first anime crush. I ain't going wild. Kikyo's a baddie. I'm not going to hold you. I love the name. I just, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, come on, bro. She was tough as hell, bro. She could just eradicate demons like it was nothing. Yeah, she was one of them ones. (laughs) This man gets to a point to where... He's like, yo, man, I know I ain't got nothing going for me in this life, bro. So I might as well. Well, you know, we're dealing with people that live in feudal era Japan. And in this take of feudal era Japan, mysticism is just a part of the world. Yeah, shit runs the whole place. So, like, we're not expecting anything. My man said, listen, I'll give my soul to some demons. I don't care, bro. I just want to have a new body so that way I could be with Kikyo and get that jewel. God, nigga. You can't have her. Nobody can. <laughs> and that is a a strong thread in this man's entire aim, his entire motive for the rest of his life, practically. Because it's in that moment where when he gave his soul to those demons, they were all bound together with Onigumo's body, resulting in him becoming the half-demon Naraku. The one thing that Onigumo wanted, which was to have Kikyo for his own, Naraku said, nah, listen, bro. I don't want shit to do with that. I just want that damn jewel she has. Yeah, for, for a rock, nigga. <laughs> And I need I and I need some real chaos with it. Cause it look, it make the rock look real good. <laughs> My man disguises himself as Kikyo, attacks Inuyasha. My man disguises himself as Inuyasha, attacks Kikyo. This winds up getting them mixed up. Inuyasha gets posted on a tree, sealed for 50 years. All because of my man Naraku. This man, Naraku, tries to go ahead and plan to steal the Shikon jewel, but uh, he realizes he can't do shit because Onigumo self-consciously is telling him, yo, nah, you can't even harm her like that. Love this girl, nigga. <laughs> what are you doing? 
So for 50 years, my man winds up plotting after Kikyo gets killed by him for the Shikon Jewel to reappear because she decides she's going to go ahead and seal the jewel within herself. Really great idea. Yeah. Sadly. Reincarnation. Reincarnation happens. <laughs> Reincarnation, TJ. She thought it was this feudal Japan, baby. Now, in those 50 years, when my man's waiting for the Shikon Jewel to come back, he winds up making the enemy of a monk and cursing his entire family line with a, a tunnel that can appear in their hand and absorb their entire soul into this Bro, wind tunnel. Who does some shit? This cursed the generations with like three generations worth of months and gave him like a tunnel, a wind tunnel. They're fucking dead. Who does some shit like this? He winds up making enemies of a clan of demon slayers, killing their entire family, leaving but just two children. He winds up meeting with another child priestess whose powers rival Kikyo, but he wound up getting her killed and her master. Like it's he he sets all of these things into play that 50 years later will wind up only leading to his undoing as he sets up these revenge plots for the successors in the families of all these people who he screwed over. That's the wild part here is that it's his messing around trying to keep himself ahead and getting to this jewel whenever it reincarnates that winds up getting him done in. Yes, dumbass. But you knew that was going to happen. <laughs> now, too much you get you, honestly. Because my man's a, a half demon, he has all these demons that he's created his entire body up of. Thousands upon thousands of demons, which are weakening his body because he's part of a he's partly human as well. So this is someone who has to keep himself alive by experimenting and reconstructing his body time and time and time over to try to keep himself alive because he's trying to battle the humanity that's within. This is a really, really different kind of demon in the sense that he recognizes his weaknesses and constantly tries to rid himself of them, but he realizes that he cannot exist without them. Yeah, he he already, like, hey, when you think of a demon, you're really thinking of somebody who's just just out here doing every single thing vile like he's doing the most part just physically doing this damage like no this man is weak as shit like very weak like at the start like he's on the level of a kagome in terms of strength like he can't do shit the wild part is that he winds up having to be in a situation where he cannot actively 
seek out the Shikon Jewel after Kagome arrives in the past and frees Inuyasha and Kikyo is uh, is resurrected as a living zombie. Like all of these things that happen that are getting in Naraku's way of trying to obtain the jewel in the long run. He started this shit. This is on. This is all on his fault. This is his fault entirely. Because of those events, he has to basically move as low key as he can. Because he can't just go out and attack Inuyasha or Kikyo at any given time. He's going to do his ass. He's going to do him in. He's going to do it. So like, like I said, he's, a, he's weak. As conniving, he's weak. You keep in the fact that Inuyasha's older brother, Seshomaru, a much more powerful demon, is constantly trying to check for this man, too. Yeah, like, you know you gotta be some really conniving ass nigga if somebody like Seshomaru was like, yeah, you're piquing my interest because we know how Seshomaru is. You know he don't be giving this shit about anything. So... Naraku constantly has to try to keep himself ahead by creating incarnations that are able to do his bidding for him. Each of these incarnations that he creates stand as a testament to different aspects of himself, different characteristics that he considers to be weak within himself. And it's interesting because you have these embodiments of what he views as his weaknesses. But in all actuality, they're the thing keeping him alive as these powerful demons. Yeah. What were some of the thoughts that you had going through the show whenever you're reading or the show or the manga, right? Reading the manga, watching the, the show of Inuyasha with these different incarnations like Kana or, you know, Kagura. I'm Ooh. like, damn, bro, this man keep on, like, how much, first of all, how much minions is this nigga gonna have? Number two, I wonder how they're gonna die and I wonder if it's gonna be his fault for exactly how they die. And boy, it's all his fault, man. Especially Kakagu, because I really fucked with that man. And he just dare dirty. Like, huh? And I was I really wasn't expecting that, to be very honest with you. Mm. Not in that way. But boy, I was pissed. I was pissed. Pissed as hell. But we know who he is. We know how we know how Naraku is, man. Like, if you were watching or you were reading, you knew the fate of some of anybody who was really intertwined with it so like again it sucked but this was just how this was the formula you have this demon that's constantly trying to get rid of the weaknesses that he sees within himself but he, since he's so cruel he has to create these detachments of himself and control their hearts within his own body to inflict pain upon them to control them, you know? Like, it's really 
interesting the way that this all goes because these are all aspects of himself like he like i mentioned earlier that he views as weak these are all they're all based on weak feelings that he believes that he has is due to having a human heart right you can't admit it though for the life of him he got a damn problem with that this nigga can't admit anything <laughs> this nigga really can't admit not one thing like everything it's not his fault it's really not his fault it's really interesting when you have you know the the depths of nothingness in his heart with Kana, the the wanting within Kagura, his levels of scheming within Goshinki, right? You know, his, his desire for control within Juromaru, treachery within Kageromaru, right? Um, sense of not knowing himself within Muso, the the weakness and fragility of life within the infant right the, the list goes on like there's all these different aspects of that which he thought were weak of just existing by having a human within him he had to cut them all into these separate pieces that because he didn't realize that all of these different incarnations represented something within himself he didn't realize that they would turn on him as well. Yeah. After shit he really created or the things that he that he, he's anybody who's worked for him, like they end up regretting what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> and it's funny as shit. He's a real demon through and through. Like there's yeah. there are no real likable qualities to him. Not one at all. <laughs> Nothing. There's not one bit of good in this motherfucker. Like he's true. Like you know, like how sometimes you have villains that are like you can, you can have something that's a little bit you can sympathize with. There's nothing really to sympathize with this man. Like he's really pure evil, and I like that. Like you don't gotta always have some. Oh, you gotta make him that vulnerable or give me a sympathetic sad story for yeah. me to. Like you don't need that to have some like as an interesting character. You really know really damn dumb. Him not having those likable qualities is the one characteristic that I feel like makes him stand apart. Yeah. I, I like him more. Like that. It makes me want to hate him more. And you should be really despising villains. This is someone who never at any given moment are are we allowed to I mean, you can sympathize with Onigumo. Only in the sense that like, oh, wow, like, okay, yeah, I kind of see that he gave, he gave into his base feelings, right? I can see that he gave into his base sense of wanting because that was all he could do. But Naraku, I don't, couldn't give yeah, a shit. Yeah, I didn't give a shit about him. <laughs> anything that he did, he, like anything that's coming to him, he deserved that. 100%. Because this is somebody who, you know, anytime he was battling against his opponents, he would constantly lower his guard just before he would turn the tables on them, try to be a step ahead of everyone, right? <laughs> he was more someone who would attack from a distance, right? Yeah. 
He's Man. someone who was more on the defense. Yeah, him and that stupid barrier. I used to hate hearing that shit. Man. <laughs> the two words I hated hearing the most in Inuyasha was barrier and miasma, boy. Yo, that was <laughs> some annoying ass shit. I ain't gonna hold Naraku is like a JRPG boss in a game that you feel like, okay, uh, I probably should have beat this man 60 hours in, but you're now 100 hours in. You 100 hours in and you're wondering, okay, I'm, I should be, I'm overpowered as hell. I, I'm going to one-shot this thing, aren't I? <laughs> when the time comes, when I finally come, when I really officially come across this man, I'm really going to, I'm really going to smoke him. Nah, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. You would think for every buff that the, the 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 good guys get, you would think that that would be a sign that yeah, Naraku's over. But this man's getting defensive buffs. <laughs> Consistently, he's always <laughs> absorbing other demons, getting their powers, getting powers from other little like trinkets and shit. So that way now he's like, oh, I have armor powers. Oh, Ooh. now I can use my body parts to, to be alive and fight as another demon. Oh, now I can uh, get rid of the humanity in my heart by getting rid of a little baby. And and now I can kill Kikyo because I don't, I don't feel like I care anymore. I don't care about her anymore. <laughs> These are all abilities. This man could have had all in check before the show ever started. But the, it's it's the longevity in his progression that goes along with Inuyasha's progression, Shomaru's progression, Moroku, Sango's, that makes him a villain that's like, well, damn, like, I, I feel like he should have been able to get taken out. But so much has happened with him absorbing so many Shikong jewel shards or him, you know, finding other ways to gain an advantage by absorbing attacks or a demon or something that it's like, like, yeah, it's like a, it's the opposite of Team Rocket's blasting off again. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, aha, Naraku's gotten away with it again. Yeah, like, <laughs> really? Like, when you really think, oh, yeah, final blow, we really about to do him in? Nope. This man is gone. Every time. Every time, by the way. Every time. To the point, it's like, when you're watching this series, like, you're you're like, okay, this is not going to do shit. <laughs> like, like, he officially got Joker immunity. It's over. It's really over. He's clearly not dying. He's gonna just escape. I mean, the man tries to re—he tr he discards, reabsorbs, discards again, Oni Gumo's heart because he's like, uh, I feel like this is a weakness, but also Oni Gumo is the reason why I'm alive. It—he it, confused man. He's this doing everything he can just to stay ahead and stay alive. He don't know what half the time. He don't know what's going on with himself. He can't even compute. And since Kikio's back to being a living corpse, he's not feeling any time she's going around Inuyasha. Oh, yeah. So this leaves Inuyasha with a, a feared foe who, man, so half the time is just going after him just for existing. Yeah, like, nigga, 
I don't like you mothers like that. I'm the reason why I am this thing in the first place. Inuyasha winds up having to level up his sword, the Tessaiga, multiple times throughout the series with gaining multiple different sorts of abilities all to battle against what they would think Naraku's main ability was at the time just for Naraku to have to come back and be like, oh, actually, I have this further power and that's why your last power doesn't do shit. <laughs> so some real, some real slick shit and it's like, you're just feeling, you're feeling like, yeah, this man's never gonna die at all. Because that's what I thought. And for 500 plus chapters that's literally what happened i mean look naraku is such a cold villain that his longevity is the reason why inuyasha got canceled in the first place yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's really the that it's honestly the truth let's be real rumiko takahashi didn't exactly have a, a planned way to stop this guy from the start. So with as long as the anime was taking to get to a final point, the anime ends a good 11 volumes short of where the manga ended. They then had to come back and bring out Inuyasha the final act, which that is, is so funny to me. <laughs> 26 episodes of 11 manga volumes. You, you I, uh, like, set the funniest. That's the that is the not. That's how you. That's how exactly how you not do a sequel. That was, yeah, no. And the worst <laughs> part was the manga was all out by that point. Yeah, like. Thank God Bleach's Thousand Year Blood War turned out the way it did. Because if they had any Yasha found the, the final act at that, good God, what a train wreck that would be. Ooh, we talking about Bleach in a different way. <laughs> but, you know, you say we talk about Bleach in a different way. I, I want to flip that here, right? Because when we talk about Inuyasha, we talk about it in the way that it does because of the longevity. Yeah. But... That doesn't take away from this character, Naraku, because if we can just be real about it, it's because he has all these constant incarnations that are created along the way. All these constant obstacles that are keeping Inuyasha and his entire party from being able to stop Naraku that made that series last as long as it did to begin with. Yes. Because I believe that we would be talking about Inuyasha differently today if we had cut out a lot of the fat that's not surrounding directly anything dealing with Naraku. If we nerf Naraku and we sum up this story a little bit quicker, oh my gosh. We're talking about Inuyasha like it's full metal alchemist, brother. Like, I promise you. I promise you. Nobody is, everybody's taking this series seriously. Everyone is talking about the fact that it's one of the greatest fantasy series ever like yeah like the official greatest fantasy series ever how how a woman manga made the greatest <laughs> the greatest series ever and nobody looks at it and laugh like no and the funny part is it's still one of the best selling mangas bro i saw plenty of inuyasha cosplayers this past weekend kagome cosplayers sashomaru cosplayers okay i mean there's a reason why yashahime came out yeah, all the bro. time later that it did. Bro, in 2020, that shit sold by in, in circulation at least 50 million copies. So, yeah, there's a reason why you got Yasha E made. There's a reason why, and we're and that's just the manga. 
Yeah. This series is mostly known worldwide for the anime. So yeah, it's it's it it's as monumental and influential influential as any other series. But boy, the potential. It's a lot of it's a lot of lost potential. And a lot of lost potential. And it's not it, it, at the it, fault it, of this character that we're talking about. Like, no, it helps him. Like, this shit boosts him up. It's just that, like you were saying earlier, it, there's so much more around this character and so much more fat that's put into the story that if we cut it, you're looking at something that would be considered a masterpiece. And it's not like people... It's like it's not like no one is saying Inuyasha is a masterpiece. There are still people yeah, saying so- today Inuyasha is a masterpiece. But it's it's a masterpiece that got canceled. <laughs> it's a masterpiece that got canceled. Hey, so did Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Look, 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 look. Sometimes, sometimes the great, even the greats, run into a wall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, they may have ran into walls for different reasons. <laughs> oh, definitely did. <laughs> yeah, but at least when it comes to this series, right, his impact on all of Inuyasha and how every single character's story revolves around him just keeps that story going to its detriment at points, but it does keep it going. His search for the Shikon Jewel winds up even ultimately being for naught, right? Because it's through all of this, all these actions and all these adventures with Inuyasha and his gang catching up to him, you know, him putting a, a Shikon Jewel shard in Sango's younger brother, Kohaku, keeping him a living zombie and keeping that's him controlled shit, to threaten extreme fuck shit, bro. Yeah, that's, that's some real fuck shit. You know, you have stuff like him kidnapping Rin. Yeah, that again. <laughs> to try to absorb Sashomaru. Yeah, some real, some real childish play by him. But again, this is what he does. He's a demented fuck. And it's through all of those demented actions that even in every single point that Inuyasha was ready to defeat him. This man, with his connection, after gaining the entire full Shikon jewel, after killing Kikyo one last time, you know. This nigga killed him not once, but twice. <laughs> Yo, he's funny as hell. We get to a point to where Kagome finally realizes what this man ever wanted from the Shikon jewel. Clearly, he didn't get it. Yeah. Because he's got the Sheik on Jewel and nothing has changed. He doesn't know what he wants to fucking do. He really doesn't. And the sad thing is, is that it's really what Onigumo wants. Onigumo yeah. wanted Kikyo. But since yeah. Naraku killed Kikyo, <laughs> Naraku was never able to get what he wanted. Yeah. He's gotta, he just got to have demon over here just existing. Just waiting to be murked because... He serves. He has no other purpose now. It's already done. She's. She's not. Not only was Kikyo dead the first time. Now she's super dead. 
the wild thing is, is that it gets to a point to where he realizes, yo, I can't do anything to stop Inuyasha from ending me. Yeah. So it gets to a point to where he tries to attack Kikyo's sister's village with the intention of saying, yo, if I destroy that village, the girl from the future never comes. Uh, <laughs> mysticism don't exist and I can just chill. <laughs> he's like, yo, he's really galaxy braining at this point. What? Desperation calls. And to no avail because we get to a point where even Kagome realizes like, hang on, man. Let me wish this nigga the fuck. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's literally what it comes down to is that the Shikon jewel was even possessing Naraku in and of itself because it wanted to exist for eternity. Yeah. He tried to trap this Kagome and the Shikon jewel within him so that way there would be a battle for eternity keeping the Shikon Jewel in the chaos that it brings forever. And thankfully to some shenanigans with the Meido Zangetsuha, Inuyasha's ultimate technique by the time it's all said and done, he's able to save Kagome from inside the Shikon Jewel before realizing Naraku's purest of intentions was to really try to understand the human heart because he didn't understand it from understand within Onigumos that he had. He didn't understand why Kikyo took the actions she did, while Inuyasha fought as hard as she did. He did why Kagome fought as hard as she did. But by the time he realizes, it's too late. Yes, I body you, body here, buddy. We wish it. No, no, did you get bodied? If I didn't get to now, you about to get what you get. You're getting, and you wished up out of here. <laughs> and it's so funny because yo, it's so funny that room. I I know Ruko Takahashi knew that the fans wouldn't believe <laughs> getting killed. Why is he gotcha? Like so, like you have to actually have the statement. Like yeah, he's officially being his whole existence is being wished up out of here. To really like, really make sure that everybody knows, like, yeah, it's over. It's officially over. That is funny as hell to me. That's how annoying this nigga was. And look, Kagome wishing that the thing would just not exist anymore is really the only way. <laughs> I thought the only way I would believe it, nigga. That's the way how I'd be like, oh yeah, she said it. It gotta be. Because quite honestly, with a, the Shikon Jewel making all the wishes that it had in a tainted sort of way, playing on the selfishness of beings, the only way you could get rid of Naraku was by making the most selfless wish you could by saying, hey, could you just go away? Yeah, get up out of here, man. Damn. This all in all leads Naraku's evil to be one that's all encompassing, right? And you can see the blueprints for how this sort of character and this sort of story um, even leads into popular modern manga, right? Like Demon Slayer. Oh yeah. You know, 
Muzan Kibutsuchi is modern day Naraku. Without the shenanigans that it's 588 chapters. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 listen, the, the author for Kimetsu no Yaiba just had the wherewithal to be able to say, hey, I know my story only goes this long. So long. I'm out. And thank yeah. God, because it could have been led to be the next Inuyasha. Oh. <laughs> but when you take that formula and you do it right, that's where you get it, right? Yes. There's so many different connections even between just the villains in that series. The 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 series in and of themselves, right? You know, they both deal in Japanese spirituality. They're both set in different eras of Japan, right? You have um, Inuyasha in the late feudal era. You have Demon Slayer in the in the Taisho era, right? So you could even look at the two as if you wanted to say they exist in the same Japan, it would not be a hard stretch. You would not be saying anything wrong. <laughs> it would not be a hard stretch, right? Uh, they exist in that same sort of realm. And it's easy to see why a, a manga like Demon Slayer took off the way it did now, right? When you have an emotional story dealing with demons who um, are exploring the worst parts of humanity. Mm-hmm. And you have a very human way of showing that. It's easy to have a blueprint for success uh, if done well. And that's why I say, you know, even though it's easy to say that Naraku is a villain whose existence for such a length of time could come off as annoying and come come off as like, damn, when will they finally get rid of this guy? I believe he does stand the test of time all in all. Yes. Because with that fat trend, there is an amazing story there of revenge, of treachery, deceit, self-discovery, the 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 lack of willingness to discover oneself <laughs> yeah like there's a lot to be found in onigumo and eventually nuraku's story that i hope we were able to give y'all a really good just sort of uh wrap around with because there's this wrap up on the character will give you a really good idea of why Inuyasha is more popular than it just being an isekai with a dog man and a teenage girl. Nuraku is the reason why the series will hold your interest all the way through. You know, it's... I would say even for someone who's watching anime by today's standards, it is not hard to sink your teeth into this series. It it definitely stands its test of time. I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say it it don't. It really does. Timeless. Pop this bad boy in right now. Ain't nothing different than what you get right now, currently, as far as series goes. That's right. And while there will always be villains like him, none stand out as much as he does in the pocket that he sits within within the anime culture so i hope y'all were able to enjoy this dive into inuyasha's naraku 
I really had fun going down memory lane with this character <laughs> that I've been a fan of for the past, God, 20 years. 29 years. Man, you, I will never forget you in the barrier, bro. I'll never forget you in the barrier. I'll never <laughs> forgive you being in the barrier. <laughs> for a fact. But for now, we will wrap that up with this character and look on forward to next week as we dive into more of these villains because boy, have we got one lined up for y'all. You know, in this life, it's easy for one to have no regrets. (laughs) And I cannot wait to dig into one of the most fiercest the most powerful, one of the most strongest, fearsome, standing on businesses ass villains of all anime history. Kinshiro's big bro himself, Rao. Yeah, buddy. That boy Keto. We'll be digging deep into some Fist of the North Star lore next week. So get yourselves ready for a real nostalgic one. We're gonna be going far back in the time into the 80s as we tap into one of anime's most legendary villains. Yes. Until then, y'all, the subs lie, the dubs lie. Your boys J and D, we never will. Yeah. Y'all be easy. Until next time. Peace. I like your boys.